1: A possums. It is crazy to think that we are halfway through the fantasy season. I hope everyone had a great Halloween and an even better week Eight. but we are on to week nine now. So today for you, we have week nine game previews, some trade reactions, um, rather boring NFL trade deadline, I might add, and IDP notes. So we got all that for you guys tonight. If you have a question, pop it in the chat. We'll try to get to it in a timely manner. As always, if you enjoy betting, head on over to Sleeper Picks and use promo code POSSUM to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. All right, so before we start the show tonight, we at Offensive Points have some exciting news to share. Starting next week, we are joining the IDP guys. This is a bittersweet announcement as we love the IDP Army and wish to continue the great relationships that we have made well into the future. We are bringing Offensive Points to their platform and welcoming (laughs) members of the PASL to join us over there and also continue to support the IDP Army. We just wanted to give a shout out to Jordan, real quick, um, real special shout out for allowing us to grow our show, help us along the way, and sharing this platform with us. It allowed us to bring our passion for fantasy football to the masses, and to meet some pretty incredible people along the way. So follow us at Offensive Points on Twitter for updates, and continue to support the great minds at IDP Army because we always will. So without further ado, Billy, what's up?
0: Not much. Joe, it's you know, bringing a tear to my eye. It feels like the end of a small era here, but I'm really a does. happy one at that. Yeah, very excited. Uh, got Rue in the chat already. What's up, Rue-garue? What's up, Rue? <laughs> Welcome in. Um, all right, Joe. Well, let's just get through some of the trades. It was mostly IDP trades anyway, so you know, let's talk some IDP. So Montez Sweat, your Bears. <laughs> Decided they're going to go all in gets Montez sweat for a second round pick. Joe, as a bears expert, what
1: did you think about it? As a bears pundit? Um, I love that word. I just want to throw it out there. The, I like getting Montez sweat on this line because Yannick is going to need some help. He he's had a couple flashes this year, but nothing really that good. Um, Jones has been playing good, Billings has been playing good. Um, and then you throw in Montez Sweat, it will actually make us competitive. It's, I guess, that you know, Ryan Poles really thought that he wasn't going to choose the Bears in free agency this year, so he went out and threw a second round pick out there and got Montez Sweat. He's been awesome, and he's been the healthier of the two, Washington defensive lineman. Um my only the only thing is, you know, he's like 27, 28 years old. He's very productive. He's in his prime. My question is what are the Bears trying to do here? I mean, did Poles decide that he saw enough of Fields that he wants to keep Fields next year and he's going to go into these this first round with two high end picks and bolster the uh, depth on this team or what's going on? Because if we're going to draft Caleb Williams, I, you know, we're going to reset quarterback. I don't really think that the addition of Montez Sweat's doing anything for this team um, rather than burning a pick. So I don't really know. I love the move. It's going to be exciting to watch him play out the rest of the year. I hope to God that they get an extension sign soon, because if he leaves <laughs> in free agency, I would, I would shit myself. Uh, but uh, I don't know, Bill, what do you think of it?
0: I would love to know what Ryan Poles is doing. Why let Roquan Smith walk but trade for Montez Sweat. Why field offers for Jalen Smith and let him, you know, seek out a trade, but not try to resign him. Like what, what is the action? Like, what is the plan? Like, I, I just don't Feels like they're pushing and pulling at the same time. And it's making for a very awkward experience. Um, watching the bears just do their thing because Roquan Smith, by all I, I know, wanted to be there in Chicago if they were going to rebuild kind of have a cornerstone piece there that they could have done that with. I don't know. I, I I don't know what to make of your bears, Joe. It doesn't, they don't make a lot of sense. Um, they made a trade last year at the deadline. That one was horrific. I'm hoping this one doesn't end up the same, but I know Montez sweat to be a better player than chase Claypool was last year. So I think it's a good thing, but like, what
1: is the plan? doesn't yeah, make any I, sense. I respect that a lot of polls for shooting a shot here. Um, I for as bad as the Bears have been, I do think there is talent on this roster, and I do think with proper coaching we could be competitive. So maybe the plan is to you know do whatever we do in the draft and just get a new coach in there, let Kevin Warren have his choice of of who he wants running this team, and then see what happens. Because I don't think the roster is devoid of talent completely. But you have to wonder, just with what we've seen on the field, it's what are you doing? pass pass rush was
0: kind of the main thing that they were lacking. So it is good to see um, that they were trying to address that. Thought it was going to be Yannick Ngakwe. Hasn't quite panned out. So maybe Sweat can bring a a different energy to the proceedings. Uh, Rue in the chat says, wow, that's huge news. I'll follow you guys to the moon and back. Thank you, Rue. We greatly appreciate it. Can't say we're not a little nervous, but we're definitely nervous excitement. How about that? And then Rue says, how do you feel about Chase going for more than sweat? Well, that brings us to the next point. San Francisco 49ers trade for Chase Young. Um, I'm just going to be honest with you. I think this is just San Francisco stacking talent on top of talent on top of talent. Doesn't necessarily mean Chase Young is going to come out and be a world beater right away or somebody that you should go and acquire or trade for. Um, but at the same time, is if they can just get 65% of Chase Young for the rest of the season, that makes this defense just that much more elite. They don't need him to be the focus of the team. But having a Bosa and a Chase Young on one, you know, on each side on certain downs, like that's gonna be kind of crazy, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, and I think you hit the nail on the head there. This edition, I think, really unlocks Nick Bosa for the year. Um, he should have a phenomenal end of the season. Um, on there. I mean, what I like is good teams and GMs on good teams like Roseman and Lynch like going for players to better their team when they need to better their team. That defense, I think I jinxed them because I said that I don't like my fantasy players going against the 49ers in the last two weeks. They look like hot garbage, but I mean, they had to do something with this defense. It was hemorrhaging a little bit, so bringing him in should help. Um, Hopefully, he stays healthy. I, I'd love to see what he can do in his career. <clears throat>
0: I can agree, and this just is more of what San Francisco wants to do. They know that their secondary is never going to be able to be elite or keep up, but the pass rush giving the quarterback the least amount of time to make a decision gives a decent bad bad uh, secondary enough time to make decisions and potentially come up with turnover. So I think that San Francisco has a plan of how they want this defense to work, and Chase Young just – fits right into that. I don't think this is amazing for IDP though. I would not, like I said earlier, would not go out and acquire Chase Young hoping for this to be, you know, his resurgence because I I don't think that's what he's going
1: to be used for. I mean, he he had a pretty good game a couple weeks back and I mean, really, it's kind of a lateral move. I mean, I'm not saying that sweat is as good as Nick Bosa, but, you know, he's going from a really talented line to a really talented line. So, I don't think we necessarily see his stats really jump in San Francisco, but if yeah. we can kind of see what we saw a while back then yeah.
0: For sure. Okay, let's get on to the offensive side of trades. It wasn't very exciting, but I mean it's a couple of names that people know. Uh first the Lions, who should have gone out and traded for DeAndre Hopkins, decided F that we're going to go to get Donovan Peoples Jones. Um Joe, I'll let you carry on. Or, you know, you're you're a part of the DPJ army, so I'm gonna let you uh get your thoughts out first.
1: I love DPJ, man. Um, I love this for the Lions. I I was talking to Josh yesterday, right after this happened, because he's you know, he likes the Lions too. But uh that offense with the addition of DPJ could be absolutely terrifying. Josh Reynolds is a great piece. Um, you know, Cleef Raymond was a good fill-in, but we have Amon Ra Laporta tearing up the middle. Montgomery hammering the ball, Jameer Gibbs being you know, the next coming of Jamal Charles, I will say, and then Jamison Williams taking the defense deep. Why not add a guy that has the profile of an alpha wide receiver, a 6'2", 210-pound guy out there that can have those jump ball? I mean, Jesus, Sherry Goff might have a stellar end of the season if they can get this offense clicking.
0: Yeah, no kidding. And, I mean, at the same time, like, he's going from a run-heavy team with Cleveland, even though they've been a little bit more passy lately, to Detroit, who also wants to profile as a run-first team. However, the, the differences in the two offenses are night and day right now. I mean, I know, like I said, Cleveland has been kind of doing some more offensive things that are, have been exciting. But Detroit is, the you know, one of the best teams in the league this year. And I think DPJ is going to get a nice jump. I think this means a lot more for like uh, daily fantasy than necessarily like season long. Like if you have VPJ already on your team, it's just been roster clogging. This may make you a little bit more interested in playing him, especially in certain matchups. But at the same time, again, it's not like a dynasty, like go acquire him kind of thing. It's just a happy move that he got to maybe a better situation.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be opposed to floating. I mean, DPJ is going really cheap. I think everyone's mostly on him, cheap, him right now.
0: Yeah, if you can get him cheap,
1: then get him as I a throw agree. in on a
0: trade. I can agree with that for sure. For sure. Um, okay, last trade that I think I want to talk about. Maybe I'm not thinking about one, but if if I do, you can. And then that was that was Josh Dobbs going from Arizona to Minnesota. It was kind of funny earlier in the day. Uh, the Arizona coach came out and said that uh, Josh Dobbs was getting benched. For Clayton Toon or Kyler Murray, which was kind of hilarious. Um, but then just come to find out that they were actually just trading him to Minnesota all along. I'm not gonna lie, Joe, it feels like there was a lot better options out there than Josh Dobbs. I'm not hundred percent sure why that this was the the path they went down. But um, what are your thoughts on Dobbs going into this for the rest of the season?
1: I mean, for football, uh for actual NFL purposes. I don't know. I mean, it's not like there was a (laughs) it's not like there was a super proven guy. I mean, they could have taken a shot at Trey Lance, assuming he was healthy. Dallas, you know, Dallas invested a pretty good pick into him. Um, I mean, I just don't know really who you would, especially with the injuries at the quarterback position this year. This is something I want to talk about on this pod, but it is atrocious out there. I've never seen this many quarterback injuries. Josh Jobs played and he played. Serviceably well. I think we all thought Arizona was going to be an 0 17 team and have the first pick, no doubt. And he came out slinging the ball and they actually won some games. So I think in Minnesota, I mean, assuming what they won one game, that's more than I thought they were going to win, to be honest (laughs) with you. They were at least competitive. (laughs) So I mean, I don't know. I, I think for fantasy, I'm very excited about it, especially I had to go make a trade for Josh Dobbs because. We know – I mean, I assume that offense is just going to run the ball as much as they can now, but that offense throws the ball a lot. And if Dobbs can get in there and he gets Jefferson back and he's got Addison out there and Hawkinson, I don't think he – I think he could have a pretty good end of the year. So here's what scares me
0: about it. Um, I do think you're right. He could have a good end of the season, but here's what scares me about Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs this season, when he was cooking the most, he had a good running back. He had James Conner back there. It was good for him to take some of the pressure off of him. And the one thing that he didn't need to go to was the 31st ranked rushing offense in the league, which is the Minnesota Vikings. So unless they can unlock Cam Akers, which it seems like they tried to last week, or they can finally get Madison a fire lit under his ass. I don't know if Dobbs is going to be that guy because he doesn't have a strong running back that he did in Arizona. So, because these last couple of weeks, Arizona has not been good at all. I mean, he hasn't been good at all, and it's because he has had Amari Mercado and not James Conner. So, I don't know. I, it makes me nervous with them not having a strong running back.
1: Well, I think I think best case scenario for Minnesota is Jaron Hall goes out there and looks like uh, Patrick Mahomes. And uh, and they just have Josh Jobs as a cheap backup on their roster. It's you know They're trying to do it. They're, they had a bad, rough start to the season. We know they're a better team than they've put on the field. So again, I mean, I don't know why they're doing it. They should just tear it down and try to get one of the quarterbacks next year, but yeah, they yeah. want to try to win, so more power to them.
0: Yeah, it's definitely interesting. I mean, the 7th seed in the NFC is wide open too, so maybe they can talk themselves into that, maybe making sense, but I don't know. For me this it makes me very nervous. Poor Jordan Addison just as he was starting to have like really prolific Uh, Freshman year, this is how it's turning out for him in his rookie season. So, okay, Do you have any other trades that I haven't mentioned that you want to talk about, or would you just want to get right into your IDP
1: thoughts? Uh, I want to talk about Contavious Street going to the Falcons. I'm just kidding. I don't don't care about that. I was like, man, I don't have any street. (laughs) The Leonard Williams one to uh, Seattle, I think, is pretty cool. Um, That defensive line... Yeah, that defensive line should be pretty gnarly, so it'll be it'll be cool to see how that shakes out.
0: Yep. Um, yeah, they signed – damn, I forgot his name, but they signed him back last week, and this just helps more in the defensive line. Um, oh, before you get to your IDP news, Josh McDaniel, first coach fired. Joe, the Raiders decided that just randomly at midnight on a random Halloween night, Um, I guess Al Davis was watching a scary movie or something and decided that, or Mark Davis and just decided, I'm just going to get rid of my coaching staff. So the GM, the coach and the offensive coordinator all canned in the last 24 hours. Uh, what's your immediate thoughts on that?
1: I mean, Ziegler and, and, uh, McDaniels had to go. Um, we knew, we knew that had to happen. I just, my only thought is when are they going to stop these insane contracts for these coaches? I mean, basically, this year they're paying Gruden, who signed a 10 year contract, and then they're turning around and they're going to be paying Josh for another, you know, four years, I think. I was about to say, that. So I think it's so, four years. I, mean, I, I would assume Belichick's happy. He's just, I mean, it's probably good news for the Patriots offense, if anything.
0: Probably so. I mean, I would think this may, may sign, you know, signal the end of the, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo era. I I think it's safe to say he's probably done being his quarterback. And if I was Devontae Adams, I would almost consider not playing for this team. Yeah. Didn't trade, like, just cut me. Like, I I don't want to play. I don't know. He's probably not going to do that, but I couldn't blame him if he decided that was the way.
1: Yeah. He doesn't seem like the type of guy that would do that, but (laughs) I think we all wish he would at least come back healthy next year. Yeah,
0: so Antonio yep. Pierce uh, takes over, former Giant. I feel like he was not on the field. He was on the field not too long ago, feels like it, at least in my head. Um, yeah, he takes over as interim coach. Um, I feel like they're going to come out and win this first week. It just seems like this always happens. Like Jeff Saturday, when he took over last year for the Colts, Like it just it ends up being a random win, and I have to agree. I think they're going to beat the Giants this week, just the pure happiness of it all for some reason.
1: Yeah. Aiden O'Connell's gonna throw for three fifty and two tutties. That would be hilarious to say the <laughs> least. Anywho, what else you got, um, Joe? So I just got a couple IDP notes. Um basically, uh Baron Browning was the glue that held the Broncos together, and we had no idea. Uh came back, got a more prominent role this week, two sacks on Patty Mahomes. So that was awesome. Um, but watch out, Denver's defense has gotten a lot better in the last couple weeks. They didn't make any trades, they didn't really do anything spectacular that i know of but they're not as easy as a matchup as they once were um this billy has just kind of been like under the radar for me i guess i really haven't noticed this but jordan brooks is completely back um i've really been sleeping on it he's been getting he's even been getting sacks which is something he really isn't known for Now i saw you the calf injury pop up last week which scared me because you know the acl calf injury um combo is never fun uh, but he seems fine, and I just wanted to point that out, and I haven't been saying his name enough, so sorry, Army. <laughs> <laughs> <Fair> enough. <laughs> it's really it. Uh, Marquis Spell he played even more coming out of the bye, uh, so they like what they saw going into the bye there. Uh, still has a DB designation on sleeper, so he's not the worst guy to throw on your roster, especially if you're in a pinch of a bye week this week. Bryce Huff recorded yet another sack three and a half through three games but he's still playing super limited snaps. He paid 37% of the snaps, so it's really a tough bet on this trying to continue if he doesn't see more playing time. And then um, the man among boys, Jack Sanborn, run to the waivers if he is still there and pick him up. Tremaine Edmonds avoided a season-ender, but he's not practiced. It looked really bad. Um, He said he could barely walk after the game. So I'll tell you one thing. Jack Sanborn makes plays. We saw it last year. And he really should be an instant ad if he's on the waivers somehow. That's all I got. I,
0: no, I, I I like that. Um yeah, I don't have too much to add. There was I, it was kind of a good week for play. I wish Frankie Luvu had told us last week that his mom was gonna be at the game. It was the first game that she got to attend to, and he had like he dropped like 30 points in fantasy. Yeah. And I was like, well, you know what? That should have been a storyline that his mom. This was going to be the first game she ever watched him play professionally, because that would have been an auto start on Frankie who last week, um, as the Panthers got their first
1: win, which is also kind of crazy. Yeah, there really um, needs to be like a Twitter that pumps out those random things like that.
0: Random facts like that, I know, yeah. because that that you know this the storylines. Sometimes the storylines carry the. Uh,
1: Screw the day. Screw the Taylor Swift effect. I want the Mommy Luvu effect. exactly. Yeah. Mommy Luvu oh, gets think. all the points. IDP guys
0: and I were Frankie Luvu blew up for me in my home league. I know it. We all been waiting for it. The Luvu uh, game was coming, and all it needed was Mama Luvu in the stands watching. Um, apparently,
1: I got Luvu um, off right. waivers. Billy, sorry to interrupt you. Nice. Last week, I was I was scrolling waivers and I saw Lubu and I'm like, holy shit! So I had a hundred dollar budget. I think I threw like seventy bucks on him. No one else bid on him at all. I was like, how? I love that. Lose seventy percent of my budget thinking someone would be on that, but
0: that's funny. um All right, let's get into the game previews for Week Nine. We'll start with the Thursday night football game. Joe is the Titans versus the Steelers. um I'll just let's just talk about the Titans real quick. Titans. Will Levis was good? Question mark, question mark, question mark. I can't believe it, Joe. I still will not ever accept that that just happened this past weekend. Um, Are you buying the Will Levis hype going into the rest of the season, potentially?
1: Yeah, I, I think I have to, just because he actually threw the ball downfield, which I think was a massive boost to what anything the Titans have done this year. Tannehill has really lost velocity on those downfield throws, so He had some spark there. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins four catches, three long touchdowns. Uh, He's not Randy Moss, guys, Um, but he is—he's serviceable. I really want to know what happens with Burks and Chig. I mean, Chig's averaging like five, four or five targets a game. You would think that would be Hopkins does have that turf or not turf toe? I don't want to say that. He has a toe injury this week. Uh, didn't, or practice limited today, he should be fine. But, you know, if he were to miss, I just want to see what Burks can do with an actual arm, which is something he has not had in his time in Tennessee.
0: It's true. Um, I just, you know, not to pour water on everybody's parade. I still, I think this was a little bit of the Baker Mayfield effect. It's one of those games where you don't expect the guy to come in and be able to do that. He ends up doing that. And then for the next Six weeks, people are going to expect that to be the exact same way. And I I don't think it's going to be quite the same. And this defense is a little bit more uh, intense of a thing to go. I feel like T.J. Watt definitely is going to want to uh, insert his will on young Mr. Levis. And I I don't know. I, I'm going to have to reserve. I will just accept that it happened, that it in reality, that is what happened. He threw four, four touchdowns. Three of them to DeAndre Hopkins finally unlocked him, and I'm just kind of upset that it happened. But I don't think it's going to happen again. I just don't.
1: No, that's I, fair, I, I man. I completely respect it. that. I just, I just like actually seeing some pizzazz in that offense. It's just so boring. I think it helps him that Minka is going to be out this week. So yeah, you know maybe, well, maybe it, we see two touchdowns instead of four. If you look at his completion chart, he completed all
0: the downfield throws and then he completed the short throws. The intermediate stuff was kind of a mess. But, hey, and that, that's what we thought Anthony Richardson was going to be this year. So, like, if, if he's going to do that, he's at least on par with what we thought uh, Richardson was going to be. So,
1: I don't know. And I think watching the Steelers have- this year, I think, you know, the intermediate zone is kind of a place you don't attempt to throw on the Steelers. So, I think yeah. if he can follow that same recipe, he could have a big game.
0: I don't know. Let let him cook, apparently. Him um
1: cook, All man. right. So, Pittsburgh. Well, no, we got to talk he- about Derrick Henry real quick. Okay, go ahead. Talk to him. Talk about him. Because, I mean, he's going to bring it to the Steelers. I'm excited to see this. I hate Thursday night games, and I hate saying this about Thursday night games, but Derrick Henry is going to light up the Steelers this week.
0: You think so, huh? This is where he gets going?
1: Okay. This is the Derrick Henry breakout game we've been waiting for since his rookie year. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Geez. I mean, he had hundred yards last week. That wasn't bad. But... I still think that, that
0: he is not long for the starting role for the Titans, but if he's going to do what he did last week, I, I can't blame you there. I can't say that you're wrong. I think that he might come show out, but I mean, D hop auto start Traylon Burks is an interesting start. I would at least like to see him with Will Levis at the same time. Um, and obviously you're starting Derrick Henry and, young mr levis kind of surprised didn't expect to be saying that right now but here we are um all right officially on to the steelers don't start either running back i'm I'm sorry it's over i don't want to talk about either one of them anymore joe they both suck i know i have a fireball bet outstanding that is Jalen warren to outscore uh naji harris and it's probably the saddest bet ever made honestly
1: because that is how sad that this competition has been between Najee Najee not going to get a 25 yard rush right
0: yeah no, and good. we're doing fine we're doing fine last week's rush Joe you want to guess what Najee Harris's longest run last week was this is seven a 20 yards. to 10 game 20 to 10 game how how what do you think his longest rush was seven yards three hm. it was three yards Joe he had seven carries his longest one was three yards that is the safest thing I've ever, safest bet I've ever made is him never rushing for a twenty-five yard rush. It just will not ever happen. He just doesn't have it, and Jalen Warren doesn't either. But uh, I, I can't do it with these running backs anymore. Sad part is you out there with Najee Harris, you got to start him. You you don't have a choice at this point. Um, so I'm not starting Kenny Pickett. I'm not starting either of the running backs, Deon uh, Deontay Johnson, and uh. Pickens are the only two that I'm interested in. Do you have anything else to add to that?
1: Well, <clears throat> back to Najee for a second. When Trubisky was out there, you know, mm-hmm. check down true. I saw old Najee Harris. I think he got like four passes in a row in garbage time. And I was like, man, that's that's really what we want out of Najee Harris. Kenny Pickett just doesn't do that at all. And it, it drives me bonkers. I really think you know what we're seeing here is this is Deontay Johnson's offense, and he's the only guy I feel the least bit confident starting. Pickens had five targets and scored that lucky twenty-yard touchdown. If he wouldn't have that touchdown, lucky. yeah, you weren't getting anything from Pickens last week. So Deontay coming back really put a hamper on George Pickens. Um, we know what he's capable of, but they just do not have a quarterback that I think can support two guys.
0: I I think that's true. Um, mm, but at the same time, no, I think the Titans win.
1: Titans. Levis is Levis is on a roll, man. <laughs> I'll um, go Titans with you too. I don't like it. It's, it's, it's going to be play. a
0: rough game to watch um, for sure. Definitely going to have to gamble on that one because that's, that's what's going to have to keep my interest in that one. Okay. Let's go across the pond, Joe, to Germany. We have a Germany game. It's the one of the most exciting matches of the entire season and it's in Germany. I don't understand what we were doing here thinking that this was a a smart idea. I equally hate this for the dolphins of all people, because this should be a home game from them and they have to go to Germany to play it. So it's not necessarily a home game. Um, But yeah, dolphins versus the chiefs. Look, Joe, I don't know who you're not starting in this game. For some reason, the overall game, I think, is going to hit at the under. I don't know what the under over is. It's a 50 and a half. Ooh, yeah. that's, probably right at, that's probably right at where this game probably will end up. But I would probably go with the under. I feel like this there's going to be all sorts of shenanigans that happen in this game. But Tyreek's good.
1: Waddle's good. We, re- we remember those guys. Yeah. No, the Chiefs play a ton of man coverage, so Tyreek's going to be burning people. Left and right. Uh, my only, game. yeah, seriously. My only thought here is um, I really think both offenses are going to just try to slow this game down a lot. So I think I, we see I a lot so of here. I think we see a lot of Pacheco uh, and really just trying to keep the other offense off the field. Uh, as fantasy, you know, we want to see the Bills Chiefs uh, matchup from a couple mm-hmm. years ago. I don't know if that's actually going to happen, especially traveling all the way to Germany. And I can't imagine just coming off of the flu and flying to Germany. I would I would be Yeah, sounds horrible. Yeah, a bunch of liquid IVs in my water the next day. That's that would be Yeah. Well, in
0: Mahomes that was easily the worst game I've seen Mahomes play. And I know it was because he was sick, probably, and there was snow on the field, whole lot of factors. Mile high, which is a whole different atmosphere to play in. Like I can see totally what, what the problem was there. Um but I, I agree with you. I think they're going to slow the game. I think there's going to be a, not a whole lot of points in this game. I think it's going to be, you know, a 20-17 to 17 game. I, I really sure. think that – I think it's going to have a playoff-type atmosphere over in Germany. I don't think anybody's going to go crazy. I don't know how if Mike McDaniels knows how to play conservative or coach conservative, but this would be a definitely a good game for him to warm up on because this Chiefs defense is the truth.
1: Yeah, I mean, I really hope for the – uh love of all things holy that we do see a high scoring fireworks game but uh yeah i mean everyone has a good matchup i mean rasheed rice is a phenomenal matchup dolphins aren't there i mean i don't think david long is gonna stop travis kelsey i don't pacheco i don't think i mean he's just gonna bowling ball his way anywhere and then on the Dolphins side i don't think there's a bad matchup either don't start durham Smythe. nope don't start durham Smythe. don't do it um you think taylor swift's gonna go to germany joe she is not she is going to the south american part of her tour right now billy you should oh yeah the to, the, i
0: forgot the south america I, you know joe i'm appreciating appreciating you for knowing taylor swift's tour dates to know that she's going to be in south america and not in germany for this game i appreciate that joe uh with all that being said i i think the dolphins are going to win i really
1: do and we're gonna do this. I think Finns, too. I just think a respiratory illness flying across multiple oceans. I don't like it. Well, one ocean, but you get
0: it. <laughs> multiple so big, oceans. it might as well be too. to be honest, this the, after this week is the Chiefs' bye week. So uh, yeah, like let's let's not go crazy in this game. Just limp
1: into the bye. Everyone get good, and we'll figure it out for sure. All right, on to our
0: regularly spe- scheduled games. Ruguru said you got to dip out. Always a pleasure, fellas. Rougarou, we will see you on the other side, good sir.
1: Rugeru, have a good uh, night, man.
0: Seahawks versus the Ravens. Uh, Joe, the Seahawks have not been impressive through the air yet this season. Um, Jake Bobo seems like a revelation, which is just hilarious. He's never going to get um, – the respect he deserves as far as his projections go, but he's always it feels like he's always going to catch a touchdown or last week run a touchdown, just bizarrely enough. Um, but in this game, I think you're good with Kenneth Walker, even though he's a little banged up. I still like Zach Charbonnet as a, a in desperation flex. Tyler Lockett's good, DK Metcalf's good, and eventually JSN is going to be the best rookie on this team. It's Jake Bobo right now, but eventually JSN will take over Jake Bobo and be relevant. And don't start Geno Smith. He does not have it this year.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you. I mean, JSN is a great story. He got the touchdown last week. Three catches, though. You cannot trust him starting in your lineup. I think if they're going to beat the Ravens, it's going to be run down your throat and let DK Metcalf actually be physical, which... I don't think I've ever seen him actually be physical in a game, but he's going to have to against the Ravens. In reality, what's going to happen, it's probably just going to be a Tyler Lockett game, and you're hoping for a big play for Metcalf from the Seahawks. Yeah.
0: No, I, I think you're completely right about that. Um, all right. On the Ravens' side of the ball, Lamar's obvious start. Mark Andrews, obvious start. Safe Flowers, obvious start. Uh, past that, though, I'm not as sure Gus Edwards is feels like the best, but Justice Hill seems to be still getting enough work just to be annoying enough to keep you thinking about it. Um, and then the other receivers, I know that uh, Harbaugh says that he's liking what Rashad Bateman's doing, but as far as fantasy goes, I don't. So, I, yeah, I don't know who else you would want to play on this team.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think after three touchdowns last week, Gus is is fine to start if you have to. Um, I have to start Justin Hill in the league because my running back core is trash, so not very excited about that. But I have to. I, I think I'm right there with you. Yeah, I think Zay is going to have a monster game. Seahawks not good against slot guys, and I think they're going to try to get Zay inside and actually get him in some space in this one. So I love Zay. Um, yeah, I think I think you hit the nail on the head. I think Gus, you probably have to start after the three touchdowns but i don't like it yeah it's just
0: it felt a little bit fluky last week if i can be honest with you not something you're going to be able to count on from week to week especially because like that's usually lamar (laughs) taking all those Mm -hmm. touchdowns it's usually lamar stealing the three touchdowns but at the same time i think he's got to be locked in as your starter um Ravens win, but this is going to be a good
1: game. you This is going to be a good game. I do. These teams uh, are good. I think from a football perspective it'll be solid. <laughs> fair I don't like the fantasy implications of this.
0: That I that's fair.
1: Okay. Uh, I love the Ravens bill, I'm going to go with the Ravens. Okay. Sounds good. We're 3 for 3 on agreement here.
0: Yeah, which is a dangerous game. Makes me think we should I should put a parlay in this weekend just for whatever we both agree on. Um, yeah. All right, on to what should be a garbage game. That is the Cardinals versus the Browns. Uh, the Cardinals are switching QBs. Uh, seems like Clayton Toon is going to be getting the start. I don't trust him at, any, at all, 0%. So I would bench any uh, Cardinals pass catcher. Um, Michael Wilson's banged up as well. I saw he popped up on the injury report today, which just further scares me. I don't want any part of this offense. They may pop off, but a Clayton Toon, think- Amari De Mercado, you know, <laughs> gang does not make me feel good. Trey McBride is the only one I feel good about.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is I think you, I think you can start Trey McBride, um, especially with where tight ends are this year. Yeah, for sure. That like
0: it's. That that team is just sickening. Um, do you want you go ahead and take the Browns? I I don't even I don't even yeah. have words. For... Well,
1: the question is is Deshaun Watson's shoulder good enough for him to play more than six snaps in this game or not? Um, assuming he plays, he practiced limited. Uh, he has he has a great matchup. I don't think you can feel comfortable starting Deshaun Watson, but. With every quarterback injury and the crap that's filling in for them, you might have to. If you have to, go for it. Absolutely. Uh, Mari Cooper, Cardinals are not stopping anyone through the air. We saw P.J. Walker actually really connect with him. He's averaging about 10 targets a game, so he's good. Uh, for Elijah Moore, DPJ was playing you know, about 80% of the snaps, 70-80% of the snaps, so I think Cleveland likes David Bell. Um, he may move into a more prominent role, but Moore should see more value in a PPR, especially with Watson back. So Elijah Moore, you can start him if you need to. the The problem here is the running backs. I mean, we have literally a thirty three percent snap share for Ford, Hunt, and Strong. I assume that'll shake out in someone's favor throughout the season, but as of right now, you're kind of just. I think Hunt's the goal line guy. I mean, I think that's exactly the role he's playing. Yeah. And I mean, between Ford and Strong, I don't see how you could feel comfortable starting him. I think you can start Hunt, Ford and Strong on the bench. And then Njoku randomly played less snaps than he's played in a while last week. Had his best game of the season. Go figure. Second highest in targets, too. Yep. Go figure. Doesn't make any sense. Um, I don't
0: understand what what happened. Why did we give up on Ford right away? Like I don't. He got hurt. I know, but he was running with the ones last year. He seemed like he was good to go for the game. He was actually pretty good in the game. What what happened? Like why did we do this? I don't, I mean I'll never understand the Browns, but I mean that seems bizarre to me.
1: Yeah, it, it really sucks because I mean Ford was very effective. He put up against Tennessee before Tennessee could even be run on. He had two touchdowns on them. So.
0: Just no, on a side
1: note, wait, go on, go on. Why didn't
0: the Browns just keep Baker Mayfield? <laughs> they would be the exact same team right now yeah. with all of their draft picks and their future, and giving the quarterback less money. If they would just signed Baker Mayfield, I don't understand. I mean, maybe they thought they were going to like. I, maybe they're just just like hindsight's twenty twenty, and the quarterback mm-hmm. was going to pop off, uh, and they thought Deshaun Watson was going to be the same person, but just like this is a disaster like has to be one of the worst disasters in in NFL history
1: yeah no my only thought here is you know I love these guaranteed contracts for the players but it kind of seems like Deshaun Watson has figured out a loophole where you don't actually have to work to get paid I mean (laughs) he sat out a whole season he had a full legal problem and now he's like well yeah I'm not gonna play until my shoulder is completely healthy it's like fuck you bro you see how much money you just made get out there (laughs) screw your shoulder you they know? should have tied
0: it. To, they should have tied it to a certain snap percentage. Like that would have been the move, but mm-hmm. they didn't. So, not like he's going to accept a revision now.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. One of the notes um, that I have on this game is is poor Clayton Tune, man. Really. Josh Jobs is starting ahead of you. You're the rookie. There's talk in the preseason that you could be the starter with Kyler out. You don't get to start your one shot to prove yourself before Kyler comes back is against the best defense in the NFL. So, it's poor unfortunate. Guy.
0: We were going to get a Josh Dobbs revenge game too against the Browns, but they traded him away right before the game. <laughs> unfortunate. All right. Speak. Oh yeah. We got to say who wins Browns. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Not Clayton. He's not going to beat the Browns. No defense loan is going to win that one. If it was Kyler though, if we're, like, some miracle Kyler started, I love the intriguing chaos factor of that. But yeah. I, with Clayton Tune, I don't think so.
1: That um, just seems like the 11-30 announcement. Like, oh hey, yeah, by the way, Kyler's playing. Yeah,
0: wouldn't that that wouldn't that be chaotic? Everybody, hey, like, scramb- back in the lineup, man. Everybody's scrambling to get their DraftKings figured out. Like, oh, yeah. oh sh- like, that's that's funny. Uh, yeah.
1: Okay, on to a former Brown Baker Mayfield's
0: Buccaneers versus the Texans. Um the Bucs have been the one of the strangest teams, Joe. I don't understand. Last week's Hail Mary, it's the first time I've ever seen the quarterback make the ball go all the way to the end zone and not a soul tried to catch it. Not neither team, you know, the defense didn't try to knock it down, the receivers weren't even looking to see that it made it. I have never seen a ball just gently fall to the end zone without anybody even trying to catch it. Um, but needless to say, the Buccaneers the are a guy. total well, yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> Otten, too, I'm pretty sure got manhandled on that play as well. Um, but I've never seen a team weirder than the Bucks. And if you watch that game, it was their weird clock management at the end of that game. They were just slowly poking around. Don't understand.
1: I tell what? you, a team that's weirder than the Bucks, Billy. Yeah, Texans. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. you know, you got Tank Dell just you know screwing defenses over, making every play known to man, and then all of a sudden uh, Noah Brown's back, and he's going to be the starter um, in Tank Dell's place. So
0: I don't understand there. that at all. Actually, <laughs> not going to lie. <laughs> if you have a good recipe, why mess it with it? Like, why put oh, the horseradish man. in the recipe? You know, it's like didn't eat horseradish. It's overwhelming. It's so,
1: powerful. I like horseradish, so you're gonna have to use a different condiment. Well,
0: I do too, but like if you put it in there, you're gonna taste the horseradish. It's not just yeah. a gentle ingredient that you put in there thinking, oh, it'll blend in with everything. No, it's not blending in. It is a part of the recipe now. You, and I you guess you have to what commit to
1: thinking. the horseradish. Hey, Noah yeah, sure horseradish dude. brown, man.
0: That is the Noah Brown. Uh yeah, he, he's literally horseradish. radish. Okay, as far as the Bucks go. I still think you start Baker. He's actually still having a pretty decent season. He's he's definitely a fill-in quarterback at this point, at least. Uh, The running backs, your guess is as good as mine. Uh, Chase Edmonds came back and got a couple carries, which just isn't good at all for anybody. But Rashad White was catching a lot out of the backfield. We love seeing that. Godwin's still good. Mike Evans, we would love to see him maybe targeted a little bit more. And let's just cut the cute passes to uh trey palmer and rockham rockham jarrett thought it was gonna be rakeem jarrett joe i'm not gonna lie i thought it was rakeem jarrett the entire time and uh, is it not well they kept calling him rockham jarrett and i was like yeah. is his name really rockham like that That's i've never heard cooler. it pronounced like i've never heard it pronounced like that ever um but yeah so let's just start stop all that cute stuff i know baker loves the weird wide receivers nobody's heard of but let's just stick with the the Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. Let's just go that direction.
1: Yeah, it would make too much sense. And we even saw Kate Otten get some more play last week um, Had the six targets. So with tight ends right now, six targets is not bad. Uh, you could definitely roll with them. I love the Rashad White PPR factor. This is what we saw with him coming out of college is like he has yep. to be a receiving back, and all of a sudden they're like, "Oh no, he's just going to be our our workhorse," and that didn't work out. So they're finally getting him involved. They know how to use him uh, on the Texans side. Stroud's good. Start Stroud. Uh, we had Damian Pierce miss practice today with an ankle injury, so if he misses, fire up Singletary. Uh, it's not a great matchup, but he should get the lion's share of the work. As far as the receivers go, uh, Nico Collins is is clearly the one there. So start Nico Collins. Don't start Tank Dell. Blongs on your bench right now until we see what is going on with this Noah Brown thing. And then we have the uh, the Dalton Schultz factor, which you can start Dalton Schultz as well. Nice. Um, I think Houston wins. I would love it if Houston won, but I'm going to go Bucks okay. just to be different. Disagreement. I guess and I pr- appreciate you doing that. Okay, on to
0: what should be a shit show of a game. That is the Bears versus the Saints. <laughs> um, I'm going to let you handle your own team because I don't like talking about them. But Saints side, Alvin Kamara, very good. Derek Carr, not good. He had a good game last week, but he's not good. Um, Taysom Hill is a starter. At, if he still is a tight end eligible player – Yes, still you have to you have to start him because he's going to get some kind of bizarre touches that's going to lead to some a touchdown at some point, whether it's receiving or rushing, passing even potentially. You just never know. He's going to get something. Um, and then Jamal Williams, flex play at best, but not great. Um, as far as the wide receivers go, Rashid Shahid finally did a Rashid Shahid game with the three for one fifty three and a touchdown. Um, you're not going to get that every week that that's literally like what he could do um and remember remember the guy he played for the chargers name i think it was like Tyrell Williams or something like that mm-hmm. um he was this it felt like that like that guy was kind of the king of doing the 3 for 153 and a touchdown um never knew when it was going to happen but sometimes it would uh so Rashid Shahid is definitely a decent flex option because he could do that if he, if you he need be, but you can't trust him. Michael Thomas is good. And Chris Olave, I would love it if the passes were a little bit you know more accurate to him because he's leading the team in targets like he did last week. But they're not very catchable balls all the time. If They're either in the dirt or way out wide.
1: Did you so, see the one that was right into his face mask?
0: Well, I did or see yeah.
1: that. That's true. The easy That's touchdown true. that he just lets smoke him in the temple.
0: Yeah, it happens. Um, it, but yeah, he didn't Crystal see the Latter lines getting,
1: on the ball. You know, we thought it was Jamar yeah. Chase. It was actually it was, it was the Jamar Chase issue. <laughs> yeah, no, he nailed it on the head. Um, I mean, this one's pretty easy. the The Saints should roll over this defense here. Bears defense has been playing okay against bad teams, but no, they're not going to stop anyone. On the Bears side, uh, Tyson Bajant, nope. Um, Deonta Foreman, <laughs> I guess you could start him. He's got a really tough matchup, and, and lo and behold, who scores the rushing touchdown last week? Darrington Evans out of the backfield. So, you no, know, this, this team makes no sense to me at this point. Roshan had some really strong runs, but they, they're not committed to featuring him. Maybe we see that a little bit more. Uh, Foreman so- looked
0: like the best running back, Joe, and they didn't. We'll unleash him yeah. until the second half. I don't understand it.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, dude, I couldn't tell you what their plans are. I don't see how you can feel comfortable starting any of those guys. DJ Moore, you can absolutely start him. Uh, they're going to get him involved. Uh, I think Pageant last week, when he was being interviewed, said, We're going to get him more involved. Uh, I really want Fields to come back for this offense. He should have gone on IR and he probably should have had surgery, but the man's fighting for his job. So, we're going to deal with this Tyson Bajant crap uh, for a while now. And then Darnell Mooney had a, you can't start him. Uh, Cole Komet looked awesome. I think Cole Komet's the lone bright spot on this team that you can feel confident starting. But even then, I don't feel comfortable starting Komet. So
0: that's fair. Saints yeah. win.
1: Start at your own risk. Long. Yeah. I don't Saints have anything
0: win. to add, Joe. I'm just doing Saints win.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, all right. On to the. Uh, Vikings versus the Falcons. Man, I hope the Vikings win, but man, they've got an uphill climb. Um, So Jaron Hall's probably going to start. I doubt they start Josh Dobbs right away. It seems like that would be a tough, tough matchup to start right away. Um, But in his stead, I don't think I could tell anybody to play him. I know Will Levis just cut this defense up, but I just don't think Jaron Hall can do the same things. Um running backs wise, Cam Akers is slowly but surely taking over this backfield at 2.1 yards at a time because he's just not as good as he should be, but he's better than Alexander Madison. So slightly. So I, I think I think this will eventually will be Cam Akers backfield, but it's gonna be a slow 2.1 yard at a time climb to get that starting job. So both running backs flex consideration at best, if you haven't already gotten rid of them um, on the receiving side, TJ Hawkinson, obviously start him Jordan Addison and KJ Osborne also seem like good options. And then nobody else.
1: Yeah. I think KJ Osborne's dead to me right now. Um, <laughs> I don't love it, the, but he, he, I mean, you know, I would assume Brandon Powell actually got some work with Aaron All when they were practicing together, so. Probably. Maybe he's the guy of the two, Um, but I mean, I think Addison, you know, they're going to try to feature him. Hawkinson's fine. Um, Yeah, I don't really know. Let's talk about the Falcons, which are mildly better. Finally, what we've been asking for all year, Taylor Heineke gets to start here, so that's good news for everybody on this team. Even though Arthur Smith just loves getting everyone involved, he is He's the me of the NFL. He's like, yeah, everyone, just come come hang out. Everybody, come on. Let's mm-hmm. let's get everyone involved. Everyone have a good time on there. So I love Heineke. Um, against this defense, he should be just fine, especially with the status of quarterbacks. Bijan, you know, 78% of the work last week. He's just fine. Let's just hope he doesn't have a headache. Algier, I don't know how you could feel confident starting him. He might score a touchdown or he might lead the backfield. We don't really know, but I do think Bijan is <laughs> in control of that one. As far as receivers go, I like London. I like London. I think uh, I think Heineke is going to make London very usable. So get him back in your lineups if you can. And then uh, as far as Scotty Miller and Van Jefferson and Mac Hollins go, they're going to get targets for some reason, um, but you're not starting them. And then uh, Billy, did you see the play where Johnny Smith? through to michael pruitt and kyle mm-hmm. pitts was the blocking aspect of that play
0: yep that was an art they called that one the arthur smith that's literally the arthur smith in the playbook that is what the
1: play call is it's
0: called the <laughs> arthur smith
1: i mean kyle pitts can probably throw better than johnny and catch better than pruitt so he probably just should have thrown that ball yeah but
0: why utilize their talents joe why utilize <laughs> their talents why do that that doesn't seem like
1: the falcon wave
0: why why yeah. do that
1: I don't know, man. I, I mean, I think with the way Pitts has been used, you gotta, you gotta start him at this point. Jonu, he's getting the playing time. I just, I want to see how the chemistry works out with Heineke and these two guys. Um, I I don't know if Ritter just had a, had a thing for Jonu, and that's what was making him so effective, or if they're actually dialing up throws to him. I don't really know. So, I would start Pitts if you can. I would, I would hold off on Jonu this week. Hopefully,
0: Heineke can just tell who the good players on the team are and throw them the ball. Like that would make sense. London, I mean, the leading London, receiver
1: last.
0: Yes, and yeah. Robinson. Well, you know, last week the leading receiver was Cadero Hodge. So you know, Lord only knows. Oh yeah, I forgot to name Hodge. Well, yeah, because nobody even nobody even knew he was on the team, Joe, until last week. Um, yeah. I would love to see his percentage started on DraftKings. By the way, Cadero Hodge because I'm sure it was really small. Um, Man, what sucks, Joe, is I think the Falcons are going to win. You think? The Green Lizard.
1: Yeah. I I do think losing Grady Jarrett's going to hurt them more than we're understanding. But, yeah, let's go Falcons, Bill. We're just going to agree on all these. Yeah, it's going to. I was trying to make a case for the Vikings, but I really don't have one.
0: I'm sure it's totally going to work. All right. On to the Packers versus the Rams. Listen, Joe, Jordan Love sucks. I'm sorry. I know that we shouldn't go off of one person's first year. And I know that Packers fans just say the R E L A X thing and, you know, give him time. No, he's not good. He's not going to be good by the time they have to give him a second contract. No, I'm done with this, this Jordan Love nonsense. Um, Honestly, the only pr- because uh Aaron Jones popped up back on the injury report this week. Of course, can't have a normal Aaron Jones week. It just has to always has to be on the injury report. So uh, he's probably a starter if he's at least healthy enough to play. But wide receiver wise, is a total crapshoot. Jaden Reed seems like the guy I like the most, and Dubs also at least is an end zone threat. But between Christian Watson and Tavian Wicks uh aj dillon they're gonna get the ball thrown to them it's just not gonna be accurate because jordan love like i said earlier sucks so Mm -hmm. i don't i wouldn't start anybody on this team other than aaron jones and maybe Jaden reed if you're desperate there's a lot of flex players in here but you have to be on some desperate injury by week nonsense to consider playing these packers
1: Yeah, no, it's it's definitely not ideal. I mean, they came out to say Lafleur said that they're not sure that uh, that Jordan Love is the future as far as the running backs go. As far as the running backs go, I mean, start Emmanuel Wilson at this point, Packers. (laughs) At least see what the hell you got in this kid. I want to see it for real. And then I like Dobbs this week. I think uh, you know he's definitely got the apple of Love's eye. So. I think if you're stuck at wide receiver, you can start him. I don't, you know, he's not a high upside guy by any means, but, you know, four for 60 and a touchdown, I don't think it's out of the realm.
0: I would on just take one. the under on everybody on this team. You'll probably I mean, be wrong on one of them, but the rest of them are going to hit.
1: Yeah, you'd probably be just fine, especially against the Rams. Um, speaking of the Rams, uh, did McVeigh try to end Stafford's career last week? Did anyone else I'll get like it. that? <laughs> it kind of seemed like that's what I'll he was like trying it. to do. Yeah, uh, he's still not practicing. I don't think he's going to be out there. Uh, so, I think you got Brett Ripien. And, um, is that how you say that name? Yep. Is it? I don't know. we will have to ask Josh for clarification. Okay, yeah, I was
0: right. about to say, Josh isn't here this week. He can't give us his interpretation, but okay. he's our name, Ripien, that's
1: right. Yeah, yeah, yeah he definitely <laughs> is. But Daryl Henderson and Royce Freeman, fire them up. Packers, um, you know, they got a tough line, but I think those are kind of Who's gonna lead this team? And then Cup and Puka. Billy, mean, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know either. I Joe. Think you got a Cup? I I don't I don't know if Puka is part of Brett's Breakfast Club or not. Uh, uh, I mean, Higby I think would be a good start out of anybody. I'd probably have the most confidence on him of the pass catchers.
0: I think I would too.
1: So I, I think yeah. you start Cup. I, I mean, you, you gotta. I think at this point you have to start Puka. I just would be very worried about it.
0: I just don't think we're gonna be seeing the you know seven for hundred and forty yards anymore. I think we're gonna be seeing the three for forty threes a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I can be. If I the not that. horrible. Yeah, I, it's not, and it's it's definitely serviceable, but man, uh, yeah, that's not not good. I can't believe we're watching Jordan Love versus Brett Ryan. Oh, this is the NFL, baby. Um, yeah, so I'm sorry, Joe. I think the Rams win. I, I can't trust Jordan Love. I don't think he's very good. I will trust Brett Ryan and at least McVeigh over that the Packers. I can't do it.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna trust Jordan Love this week. I think uh, I think he's got it. More power to you, Joe. More not power confident about it, but
0: okay. On to the next game with a riveting quarterback matchup. That's Washington versus the Patriots. Look, I don't understand Mac Jones at all. The first game he played this season was amazing. He's put in a couple of other good performances against the Bills is notable in my mind, but. He is just not not it. I don't understand what they're going to do. This quarterback draft class this year is pretty good, but I, there's simply not enough new quarterbacks to go around. Like there, there is like four or five good ones. I don't know how you're going to decide what four or five teams those go to because there's probably like 10 to 15 that need to at least consider a second quarterback or another uh, change. The Patriots are one of those. So this week I'm not starting uh, Mac Jones at all. Ramondre is a good flex play. He's supposed to be an RB2, but he's only using getting used as a flex play. Uh, Zeke's decent to not good, and then there's zero pass catchers because Kendrick Bourne was the guy. Torn ACL. Now he's out. Um, I still like the idea of Demario Douglas. It's eventually going to work out probably, but I, I can't trust it with Mac Jones throwing the ball.
1: Yeah, I like Demario Douglas. I think... He has gotta be he's part of their future plans at this point. Juju's not it. Devontae Parker is he's in concussion protocol now, but he hasn't been it this whole time. So I think Kendrick Bourne and Demario Douglas are kind of what is what they are assuming is going to be the wide receivers on this team going to next season, and Kendrick Bourne just tore his ACL so. I think Douglas is gonna get a lot of targets. I you could start him this week if you have to, if you have a better option. Obviously, start him over. We're talking deep leagues here. Uh and then you know, Hunter Henry should get I would assume he'd be the most targeted player this week. But sure. Sure. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I mean, I, I think Mac Jones is gonna have a good game. I mean, Sweat and Chase Young are gone. Um yeah, Joe,
0: but he isn't good against anything. The Dolphins, he wasn't good against. That was last
1: week. I mean, the Commanders made Justin Fields look like an all pro, look like freaking Fran. Well, back there, you know so. that's a
0: good point. Maybe, maybe it's like a, a certain team kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think you could roll with Mac this week if you had to, but I'm with you, man. I don't trust it Just... at all. I, as someone who is in quarterback hell right now in a league. <laughs> I could. I would be happy to have Mac Jones on that team.
0: Fair enough. Well, honestly, going to this next team, Sam Howell is actually a decent option. He is going to get sacked so many times this season. He is. I'm surprised he's not already hurt. Maybe. The, maybe this should say more about Sam Howell Joe that he's taken this many sacks and not gotten hurt. Maybe that's what the lesson we should be taking out of this is:
1: is he is just
0: made of made of iron the fact that he you might have just
1: changed able- this
0: dude well maybe maybe i have but it hasn't worked yet so i mean if, it, if it's me saying something is going to change things then by all means i guess but yeah yards right. I mean, last week that's nuts
1: that is nuts and dotson finally broke out we saw what we saw in the preseason um everybody's bench yeah on everybody's bench so I mean, maybe they have some momentum there. Maybe they have some chemistry. I think McLaurin's an easy start here uh, on that one. Logan Thomas probably is a decent start. The running backs, dude. I, I don't know. I, Brian Robinson is just ain't it. He ain't it. I <laughs> thought he was going to be it. He ain't it. Antonio Gibson ain't it. Chris Rodriguez, not it. So don't even think about those guys.
0: Yeah, what what a what a game that's gonna be. That 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 is definitely should have they should have hid that in the late window and just put it underneath whatever the game of the week is. Oh, it's Fal- It's a uh, Eagles Cowboys. Yep, should have put it in that late window. You could have hid this one from the world. Um, Commanders win. Yes. Well, no, I'm going Patriots, man. Nice, I like that, Joe. Sticking up for the country. All right. On to the Colts versus the Panthers. Uh, Panthers coming off of a big first win. I cannot say it was overly impressive. I thought the Texans lost it more than the Carolina Panthers won it. Um, but the defense was pretty good. Uh, look, Bryce Young seems to be getting better every week. He came back and decided that Adam Thielen's still his guy after the bye. Uh, they came back. Adam Thielen's still a guy. Liked everything from Adam Adam Thielen. Jonathan Mingo is clearly the number two on this team with chart coming up in the rear. Um, I wouldn't start a uh, tight end on this team. I know that Tommy Trimble scored the touchdown, but they're just kind of throwing him out there in goal line packages. Anyway, Uh, Chuba Hubbard is officially your starter on the offense on running as a running back. That is not something I wanted to be saying at this point because Miles Sanders is on the team for four years. But it does not look like Miles Sanders is going to be on this team much past this season, I would think. Seems like you wouldn't do this to him if you were planning on having him be a big part of the team going forward. Um, but Chuba was out there, and I think they just like – I don't I don't know what is better about Chuba than Miles Sanders. Maybe Bryce Young is just more comfortable with him, but, yeah, that, that appears to be uh, the way that it goes. Rasheem Blackshear got more runs than Miles Sanders last week. So if you have Miles Sanders – you're just holding, you're, you're drawn dead as they would say in poker.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, they're paying Sanders a ton of money. So I would assume that they're going to get back to running him into the ground. This might be a health thing, especially if people are dropping him. I would, if I had room, I would try to stash him because I do think this is going to course correct a little bit. But um, as of right now, yeah, Chuba, Chuba is the guy on that one. But on the other side, I mean, you got Moss and Taylor. Jonathan Taylor looked like an all pro last week. Who gets the touchdown? Zach Moss. Uh, this is going <laughs> to continue being a headache for everybody. Um, I really hope at some point in the next couple of weeks, we see Taylor really take the reins over completely. I know Zach Moss is warranted for this type of workload, but uh, you know against the Panthers, you can start both of them. Obviously, Taylor Moss, if you have to, is a flex um, at best there. And then Gar Minshew, fire him up, man. He's just going to keep throwing the football and throwing the football and throwing the football there. And he loves him some Michael Pittman. We, you know, we saw Josh Downs have that breakout, but I mean, I think in that first quarter, Michael Pittman had like eight targets in that first quarter right there. So mm-hmm. Minshew loves him. And uh, you know, the tight ends is the same as it always has been for the Colts. Ogletree had the long touchdown, but don't don't even think about it it's hard to start him.
0: And his name is Andrew Ogletree. Last week we were saying Alec Ogletree, which is a defensive end for the Giants like 4 years ago. But his name is Andrew Ogletree and it just confused the hell out of us cuz you know, this was totally Josh doing this, confusing me with the names, but um yeah, it's
1: Andrew Ogletree as I found out. Yeah. We are real- I'll depend I'll defend Josh there. That was me who said Alec Ogletree, so. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah. Joe.
1: Josh yeah, rubbing off on man, for once. yeah, cool okay. well, Fair enough.
0: No, I saw Drew Ogletree and I was like, who the hell is Drew Ogletree? And I found out that's how we got confused last week. Makes sense. Um, Colts win. I don't trust the Panthers. I'm I'm Colts with you there. Let's keep the Bears pick going. All right. Uh this one will be super quick, I promise. Uh, everyone out there, we're talking about the Giants versus the Raiders. They definitely hid this one in that late window um i am not starting any giant that's not named saquon barkley nope not at all tommy devito is one of the worst quarterbacks i've ever seen he is a character from the goodfellas um if you've ever seen the movie the goodfellas uh, joe pesci's character in that movie is named tommy devito and he could probably play as well as the actual quarterback that's playing right here tommy devito so uh, I don't want any part of this offense other than Barkley will give him the
1: pass. Do you think it's going to be Barkley to Barkley? I hope. Matt That's Barkley. That's the best chance to have. <laughs> uh, That's no, the best yeah. chance to have. I mean, I think is Daniel, Daniel Jones is playing this week, right? He came nope. out and said. Week 10. Oh, he's not playing this week? Um, oh. Well, shit. almost yeah. 100% positive, but. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about a team that just fired their head coach and GM versus a team that had minus nine passing yards last week. So,
0: Oh, just kidding. He does say he's ready to go full this week. Oh, is he? That's tough.
1: That's tough um, for me. But I I still don't like this team. Yeah, I don't like it either. I I mean, Daniel Jones had one good game this year at all. But if he's going to have a decent game, it might be against the Raiders. I don't know. Start Adams, right. start Jones, start Myers. Fair Not enough. confidently, but start him.
0: All right. Question in the chat. Aiden O'Connell and Superflex, a good start as a fill in for bye week.
1: He looked pretty good against the Bears when he got his run. I mean, that was against the Bears defense, but uh you could start him with the state of quarterbacks. I don't know who else would be an option for you.
0: For sure. I I mean, I definitely think he's a start this week. Um, I think this new – it always seems like at least the first game of a new coach when the interim comes in, just somehow everything starts working out. They fire the offensive coordinator. Maybe they're going to come up with some better plays and better management to get uh, this team going. So I'm pretty actually excited this week. I need a bye week fill-in, and I'm thinking Aiden O'Connell is my choice, honestly.
1: I know one thing is Devontae Adams is going to get fed, assuming he suits up this week. He might just quit completely, but after last week, they might give him 20 targets. That's true. Um,
0: All right, not to waste any more time on this game, I think the Raiders are going to win, um, but it's going to be a rough one to watch. Yeah, I'm going to go
1: Giants, but...
0: More power to you for that pick,
1: Joe. More yeah, power I don't to really have a good reason that. behind that one other than Saquon.
0: Fair Maybe enough. Okay. On to probably the game of the week, the Cowboys versus the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles just gave up 400 passing yards through the air, and C.D. Lamb just had it on nearly career day. I shouldn't have to tell you this, but having two of the best wide receivers in the NFL go head-to-head, C.D. Lamb versus A.J. Brown, is very exciting. Cannot wait to watch this one. It's going to be, I think, a very, very good game. Uh, for the Eagles, look, you're starting all their usual suspects. Swift, Hurts, uh, Goddard, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith.
1: Like, don't get cute. Everybody's a go. Yeah, I agree. And on the Cowboys' side, you're obviously starting CD. I think you have to start Pollard. Uh the problem with Pollard this year is they're just not really giving him a chance to create anything. Uh, they're not super creative with him, So, um, Pollard's definitely a buy low if someone's looking to offload him. Uh, but you have to start him this week. The Eagles have a really tough, uh, front seven, but I think Jordan Davis is still out. Jalen Carter's a little bit banged up. So I think you're fine there. And then, um, I really liked Brandon Cooks this week, and then he popped up on the injury report. So, I think Gallup is pretty banged up as well, so I was really thinking Cooks was gonna have a big one in this, but I don't know anymore. If Cooks does play, I do like him, especially in daily. Fair enough. Uh Eagles win. You like Eagles? I'm gonna go Cowboys.
0: <clears throat> Sounds good. I wouldn't have wanted that one in the parlay anyway. Um all right, on to the Sunday night football game. That is the Bills versus the Bengals. Um, this is a rematch of a game that was never finished last season. Joe. Wanna, never got to, never got to rant see, on this
1: one for uh, a second. Okay, by all means, don't just get to, us canceled. Slow your roll, man. Um, just, just to slow your roll. I'm not going to get us canceled it. at all. Okay, good. We don't this... need anything popping up. This game being on a Sunday night is such ridiculous horseshit. It's not that the game itself is being played on here. It's the fact that they have been hyping this game up for weeks. Tamar Hamlin almost died. I don't know if I need to remind anybody that, and I'm not being some PC principal here or anything, but this dude almost died. And we saw when Damian Harris went down last week or a couple weeks ago, how shaken up Damar Hamlin was on the sidelines. But – This dude almost died in this game, and they have been playing the highlights for Sunday Night Football. Just, oh, my God, everyone's all emotional, and, oh, this game's going to be so emotional. This game's going to be blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no shit. The guy almost died, and you are trying to profit off of this game and hype this game that much. It's horrible. Absolutely horrible. Shame on you, NFL. Fair
0: enough. Um, <laughs> on ESPN's homepage too, it does it does say uh, why Demar Hamlin and Tyler Boyd are looking forward to seeing each other again. So it's definitely you know the bulk of the media. Um, look, we didn't get to see the ending to this game last week, or the ending of this game last year. So um, it was going. To, I think it was going to be one of the games of the year. To, you know, if we did get to the end of it um, on the Buffalo side of things. Josh Allen, pretty obvious start. Uh, Gabe Davis is actually weirdly trustable now. Um, haven't had that in the last two seasons that we've all been hoping for the breakout, but I think you can finally trust him now. Stephon Diggs is always going to be trusted. Don't need to worry about that. Uh, Khalil Shakir came He came through. He played a very good role last week. He was kind of taking all of the tight end uh, looks a little bit, but look, he was creating through the middle, and I kind of liked him. Actually, I think it was more of a Cole Beasley role, but it i mean—it was coming through. I liked it quite a bit. And then Dalton Kincaid in his first stint as the sole tight end um, liked him too. So if they can keep those all cooking, I, I'm a big fan of this receiving core. And then James Cook is just a perfect complement. Probably not ever going to get a touchdown from him. It's going to be tough to see that happening. Uh, but at least the
1: yardage wise, you should always get a little something, something from him. Do you think Lenny's going to play this week? They said they were going to activate him on Sunday. I'm, I'm,
0: I. It's hard to think that that he is. I'm excited for him to be on this team because Latavius Murray has not been the guy they've wanted him to be, and Leonard Fournette should be. But no, I can't. I can't see him being.
1: I got to give Latavius Murray credit though for being 32 and still. Being as good as he is as fact. He do you yeah, see Adrian I mean,
0: Peterson wants to come back, by the way? Oh, does he? That'd be awesome. year just, old
1: Adrian Peterson. Just keep him coming back. Just let him do his thing. It would be hilarious. I mean, he is a cyborg. He could come back. No, yeah, put him on the 49ers. I just I just want to see that. Yeah, do it. Right. <laughs> All right, on the Bengals' side, um, Burrow start. That secondary is pretty banged up, so T. Higgins and Jamar Chase should get right back to business and um i don't know t higgins might have a little emotional breakdown this game might be a little afraid to drop the shoulder if you will after last year but um i think he's fine you can fire him up and then joe mixon he kind of uh he looks good he has burst again randomly i don't know what happened or what kind of drugs he's been taking it's obviously joking but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he actually looks like a different running back now, and he we literally is getting all of the work. We so. need
0: a recul- reckless speculation uh sound. We need Josh to get on that.
1: The reckless for when we- <laughs>
0: Yeah, just for when yeah, you know to we're it. gonna drop we're gonna drop out a random uh random weird drug theory. We can just go ahead and just reckless speculation it, and then be like, <laughs> you know what? That's fine. You can say it now. Um yeah. Uh, I think the Bengals win. they seem like they're on a roll right now.
1: yeah I'm, I'm with Bengals and they need this win too. Well, the bills do as well but Bengals for sure. I just all had to right. get my um, rants out on that one Billy. I'm sorry. Uh,
0: fair enough. I you know if Josh was here I would be way more concerned at where it was headed but you know I, I trusted you with it um <laughs> All right, the Monday night football game is one team is very very electric. And the other team is the Jets. So, look, we can get through the Jets pretty quick here. Brees Hall is the guy. He is the guy that you want on this team. Garrett Wilson has also put a very respectable effort in. I appreciate him going out there and doing the thing, uh, despite Zach Wilson being Zach Wilson. I don't trust Alan Lazard. Um, his yards last week came at very situational times, especially you know in that overtime, or not overtime, but the drive to get it to overtime. So I don't think I trust that a whole lot. But I think you got Garrett Wilson. I think you got Brees Hall, and I think that's it.
1: Oh, this could this could be the uh, legend of Zach Wilson right here. I'm kind of feeling him having a monster. I mean, game.
0: Chargers stink. So, I mean, on, <laughs> at least through the air, so I could
1: definitely see it. Oh, that'd be amazing. Um, so I think you start Josh Palmer. I think you're obviously starting Keenan Allen. You're obviously starting Austin Eckler. Uh, uh Justin Herbert's good to go. Gerald Everett. Do you have the status on Gerald Everett? was one guy I, uh, heard. Well, I,
0: thought I heard he was playing, but then again, I thought Daniel Jones wasn't playing. So, Maybe I'm just completely... um,
1: Yeah, not really any news. We saw Donald Parham look okay filling in for him. I don't think I would trust that one. But, yeah, start all your chargers this week.
0: Yeah, I will say this. It is something to, you know, a little bit dampen things. The Jets hold opposing uh, secondaries to, like, their lowest fantasy season. I think that's happened the last four weeks given last week it gives up against the giants and i, I forgot to the, think they played another bad team in there too uh but they have been holding teams to their worst fantasy receiving uh stats so something to keep in mind at least i know the chargers should be you know bulletproof but you know something to no it's a add. very
1: tough matchup i just think for how much they throw you kind of have to trust them there yeah you definitely have
0: to um uh,
1: Charging. Josh Hall asks, starter sit, Damian Pierce or Royce Freeman? He says it's hard out here. Uh, well, Damian Pierce didn't practice today, so if he misses, just go with Royce Freeman. That was easy.
0: Yeah. There you go, Josh. You should pay attention. Damian Pierce had a TD called back last week. Sad. It was sad. Definitely sad. And Damian Pierce has just had that kind of a sad season,
1: I, I feel like. It really is.
0: For sure. Very all disheartening. Right. That's week nine, Joe. Very excited. Easy peasy. Very, very much so. Um, all right. Thank you all for listening out there. We greatly appreciate it. Josh, I think it's hilarious that you just happened to show up here at the very, very end of the show to make your presence known in the chat. We greatly appreciate you watching each and every episode all the way through um just not chatting this whole time apparently uh joe do you have anything to end in this off with this is kind of a sign off of
1: sorts kind of a sign off um idp army it has been really good i love we love all of you it has been awesome to spend all this time with you we hope uh we hope we see you on the other side at the idp guys and we hope you guys continue to support idp army as well so looking forward to seeing you guys out there We'll be back next week for sure. Night.
0: And thank you again, Jordan, for everything that you did for us getting us started. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Ohio ready for some quick mental health facts. Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition in the U S more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime.